Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. Wow, we don't actually have you saying anything on the front end of this. <laughs> I am uh, one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... Captain Silence. I quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you said last episode. So. That's I'm, Big Dave. And I'm Barry. And, <laughs> and uh, Barry's driving this, uh, yes, this bus am. straight off the cliff this week. Because this uh, is one of my favorite <laughs> shows of all time. Still love it to this day, and they have done a remake of it, and it's tolerable. Uh, <laughs> what I am talking about is the Warner Brothers television NBC spectacular that was... Spectacular? Was it spectacular? It was spectacular. That was the show... It was real and they're spectacular. Night Court. <laughs> superb. Superb. They're just superb. <laughs> that joke is never going away, go back is it? to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Night Court. NBC... Mm-hmm. Was on for nine seasons from uh, eighty four to ninety two. Was about two seasons too long. <laughs> it did run a little okay, long in the two. Before we get into that, yeah. let's talk about this real quick. No, right. because Barry's not driving. No, just well, took the wheel. Sorry. No, I'm just making the detours. All <laughs> um, I'm just rerouting the bus here. He's, um, fl- he's flipping off the truckers that are going beside. He's us. already he, grinding the gears. Thinking back, you know, doing some. Yes. Some research on a few things mm-hmm. and, and rewatching some stuff. And I did no research. I did a little rewatching. A okay. few of this kind of stuff where it's like there are very few television, successful television shows mm-hmm. that don't go on about two seasons too long. Fair. You know, every once in a while you'll get a Seinfeld yeah. that went out right. like, hey, I we said this is when it's going to end and this is when it's going to end. I don't care how much money you throw at me. MASH. You know, another Ash went on way well, too, but long. it ended the way that it. it I get, ended, but that, you know? but dude, that was what fifteen seasons, eleven or yeah, I think it was about fifteen yeah. seasons. And I will rewatch every. Episode. I know, but the Korean War was only like a two and a half year exactly. Long con- oh, they said conflict. That it went on I mean, I know, times longer than I know, and it, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, that that uh, how many how many how many episodes are you going to have that are set in the winter time when you only went through two winters? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, and, the, and these are all out of, you know, uh, right. whatever. But, but really, I mean, you think about, think about some of the best shows ever mm-hmm. and think about those last couple seasons. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it no, this is, or, or, you, know, you can tell that the actors, the producers, the director, they're all getting I know, tired. I know. Right? And they're so, ready to go on to something else. This was kind of one of my, I had, I had checked out of this show before it got, to the last couple seasons. Yeah, I, I hung and true. Just, I hung true. And, and and I think a lot of it just had to do with, you know, the cast that was in it. There was a few changes through the cast through right. the years. But, well, some of them had know, to happen. Exactly. So. But, you know, with, with a couple of them, they, yeah. they really held true. And, and the biggest one, and I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Go ahead and get, yeah, because yeah. it started off with a whole different cast. It did. Than what you think of now. Yes. Yep. You know, yeah, even, you, you didn't get the cast that you think of as Night Court, right? Really, until second the second, season. no, second or yeah, third, second or third season. You don't get the the public defender you think of well, until the Marky second Post episode in the second season. Right? Second, we'll get, we'll get, second okay. episode of the second season. Yeah. We'll get to so. that. We'll get and to honestly, that. I like the first. Yes, public and, defender a lot better. And do you know where you've heard her before? I'm go ahead tell. You're going to be surprised. Okay. But first, let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend that is Harry, Harry. T. Stone. Harry Anderson. Played by Harry Anderson. Played uh, Harry the Hat. Harry, well, yes. Cheers. That, well, prior actually, to this, <laughs> he started off on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was he Yeah, did, he did. Uh, he was on Saturday Night Live in 81 and went back and Was he a five. cast member or was he just kind of a reoccurring He was like actually like an opening act. One of the play, yeah, yeah uh, kind of like what Richard Belzer used yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. RIP by Yeah, that we lost and yeah. the Munch verse has finally ended. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> um which we have a whole episode about that. <laughs> but he also yeah. uh, played on another series as Harry the Hat. He played on that in his right. Cheers. That's right. Yeah. Um uh what was the other one? Um well, he just shit. What was it that he he did? Cheers. Yeah, but no, he appeared as Harry the Hat on something else, didn't he? He's he's made a couple of appearances. Yeah, that's on what. That. And he also had another series, um, Dave's World. Yeah, that, that was, was yeah. That yeah. Was but that was a good Dave Barry. Yes, yeah, so was, was Dave Barry's story. Dave Barry's, and yeah. one of his first big movie roles was in the original, and in my opinion, the best version of Stephen King's It. Yeah, played Richie Tozier. That that's and right. He nailed it. Because he was obnoxious as hell, but for those of you that have never seen Harry oh, no. Anderson, he had, and I, I'm, I'm, I got to pull the name of it. here. That's fine. Uh, for those of you that have never seen Harry Anderson, he actually was, he was a magician before he was a comedian. Yeah, that's what I was getting into because I had his book 
Um, yeah. um, it was called... Still scrolling. <laughs> Game, Games You Can't Lose, A Guide for Suckers. Yes. That's what it was. Uh, and he that book is really cool because it's basically a it's basically a con man one on one. Yep. Oh uh, nice. There there are a few quote unquote magic tricks in it. Yeah. But most of it is like, hey, these are bar bets that you can beat that you can win or there's this or that, you yeah. know, type stuff where it's it's really just con stuff more than anything. And it gets yeah. a little bit into in like gambling like this is how to do this. This is how to do this. Don't ever do this. You know, it's, um, Guy Powell is one of the, that they, they yeah. talked about. He's like, look, you can sit for hours and play this game without it, without losing much money whatsoever. And you can probably just sit there and, and have fun talking to a dealer. You know, it's, it's, it's no yeah. wonder that Penn and Teller have, have mentioned him. Yeah, exactly. Times, you know, and you they had their book at the same time. It was yeah. Cruel Tricks for Dear, dear, for dear Friends. I had too. both of those books. Yeah. But I really loved Harry Anderson's book. Mm-hmm. Okay. In, in this book, he had a quote that I still use about myself to this day. And I know Dave's going to agree with this. Short people got no reason to live? No. Oh. He was talking about a friend's, he was talking about a friend of his one time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was talking about how, like, you know, a lot of people, he was talking to him. He says, you know, people say that, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm full of it, you know, and, you know, this kind of stuff. He said, his friend looked at him and said, Harry, it's not that you're full of it. It's that you're full of so many kinds of it. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. And he was a very smart man. Smart on a lot of levels. And Dave is over here shaking his head. He's like, yes, that is, that is me to a T. Yep. So it's... He is a Baskin Robbins of full of it. Oh, absolutely. And he is one of the only characters that actually remained the same from start to finish. Yes. You know, he, he yeah. was one of the, the, the linchpins. Um, you know... Go ahead. Saying that, yes. he's probably the only character that didn't become a cartoon character. Over the course of of this of that show, well, honestly, Larroquette's character was meant to be a cartoon I know, character from the even, very beginning. But even Christine became a cartoon character but, after yeah. a while. John Larroquette's character might be the only one that didn't eh, come fully. Point, yeah. But Larroquette's character started off as a cartoon character and, and became later human. became a real boy. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I could see that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Speaking of the public defenders, yes, yeah. the first public defender. Um, was an actress by the name of Ellen Foley. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played Billy Young. That was her name on that. Um, she had a, a, a successful acting career, but she was actually more successful as a singer. You might have heard her in a certain song called Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yes. Oh, is she the one that sang that? Yes. She's the, the female voice on it? Yes, she was. She actually okay, cool. toured with, uh, with Meatloaf and recorded that. And I love the story that they tell about this when they were trying to sell that record to, to people. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring demos. They went up into the offices and performed mm-hmm. the entire yeah. song. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, if you go back, what what was the movie? There was a movie, like a a fiction docu of where they, you know, Meatloaf and um, what's his name, Jim Steinman, Jim Steinman, actually putting together the band and. Yeah, it was a VH1 movie that came out yeah. in two thousand when they were they were making their docu. You know, they did one about him. They did one about. Um, um, so oh, the behind the music water. No, what behind the music? It was uh, they made movies. Yeah, oh. about oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, they made I one about this. meatloaf. They, they made were one fictionalized. About, well, yeah. kind of yeah. They weren't hundred percent true, but yeah, they made one about Sweetwater, and yeah. they made one about um, who else was the other one? I think they made one about Jan and Dean, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I could be wrong, but it was different stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, but there's like you know after they recorded the album in New York with um, um, Todd Rudgren. Todd Rudgren, thank yep. you. You know, they rented a bar out in the middle of nowhere and invited all these record executives up to watch the show. Yep. You know, and it, it, none yeah. of them bought it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, they played the first song and it sucked. And then they played... Um, Bad Out of Hell was the song that got everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the first one and she was on for two seasons. Uh, officially, Marky Post took over under season three. As Christine Sullivan. She shows up in episode two, season two. She does show up, but she does not take over the role as starting. So it was in season three, huh? It was just season three that she is officially listed as a cast member. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, Marky Post, again, had had a bit of an acting career before that. You may have remembered her as Terry Michaels as the Fall Guy from 82 to 85. So, And she had done some modeling as well as Mm -hmm. a variety of things on this. But... uh, she stayed on from season three on. Right. She was yeah. the public defender all the way through. The other 
linchpin that did not change through the entire series was the prosecutor. John Larroquette. John Larroquette. As who, and Dan Fielding. I, Dan I Fielding. love John Larroquette. I'll watch him in anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's done several. I mean, he did, um, what was it, House Guest or House Something? Oh, yeah, with uh, Kirstie Alley. Yeah, with yeah. Kirstie Alley. It wasn't well. House Guest. It was. Um, well, I mean, he had a small yeah, reoccurring role in Chuck. Yes, he did. Uh, he's, he's he was on one episode. No, he was several, on. No, he was on. I'm rewatching it. He was on yeah. one episode. He comes back. I've in already watched. Season. I've right. already watched. And I haven't gotten there to the end of it. I've yet, already so. watched <laughs> all the episodes of Chuck all over again. Okay. Now, my question to you two is: Do you know no, where he was? He got also, his 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 acting career started in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was the narrator for the yep. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and he recently has admitted that he was paid in weed. No, oh, that so. I thought that well, was common knowledge. Well, yeah. you know, hey. But he, it's, okay, it's totally the John Larroquette show, yes. which came on after, was actually a really good show. Yes, it was. Um, and um, he had a reoccurring role, an actual reoccurring role, on The Practice, mm-hmm. where he, he was brilliant. He was a villain. He was a villain, and he yeah. was brilliant on that show. I mean, just like every time he would come on, it's like, oh, this is going to be a good episode. So. Well, and let us not forget <laughs> the, the stellar performance that he put forth in the movie Stripes. Oh yeah, that's you know, oh I'd forgotten that's about right. that. He was, yeah. he was the bad guy in it. He 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 plays pricks very very yeah. well. Yeah. So now we move on to the bailiffs, and this was kind of a bit of a rotating cast well, for a while. For reasons though. for reasons, and yeah. we'll get into it. Um, yeah. there there was one that was was held through to the entire thing, a gentleman by the name of Nostradamus Shannon. You know him better as Bull. Yeah. Shannon, played Mull. by Richard Mull. Um, Dave, this ought to hit you where you live. He actually was the voice of Two-Face in Batman the Animated yep, Series. Yep. I knew that. He was also in one of the Highlander movies. Yes. He was in House also. He's, yeah. The he, movie House. He's been yeah. in several and he's very much a hey it's that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he will show up into uh, any number of different roles. I remember him from uh, But I'm a Cheerleader and that was the most yeah. surprising he role. He was that in I that one, that. yeah. yeah. Um, so they in this show they always had two bailiffs. Mm-hmm. They always had Bull. He was right. stayed through the entire series. Yep. The first two seasons, there was an actress by the name of Selma Diamond. Mm-hmm. And she Selma, played Selma. <laughs> she played Selma, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. And her replacement, Florence, played Flo. Flo, right. So, uh, but Selma Diamond was basically a chain smoker yeah. through the entire Smoked thing. Basically, through the episodes. She was absolutely Every episode of every show, she just Now, the funny thing is, she started her career very, very early on and was a writer before she ever did any kind of performance. Check out some of the people she wrote for. Groucho Marx. Jimmy Durante, oh, wow. Sid Caesar, Imogene Coca, and Danny Kaye. Wow. I mean, it's just, it was crazy. Bald Bill types. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, mean, and she was hysterical on this show. Well, and, and she definitely had the chain smoker voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she was the I mean, little, little, you know, just, you didn't want to screw Bull her. was this huge man, and she was this little bitty she woman. She was almost and half his height. She was scarier than he was. Yes. <laughs> In fact, she, there was many times that she was the one who, only one who could control Bull. Right, yes. right. And so when she passed away due to cancer yeah. uh, at the end of season two, she was replaced by Florence Halep, mm-hmm. who was playing, as we mentioned, Flo. Flo. Right. Now, Flo also had had a hell of a, a writing career beforehand, also wrote for Jimmy Durante, but you remember her from another TV series before that, a little show called St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She played Miss Huffnagel, yep. uh, the one that died and got folded up in yep. the, the, the bed. I still remember right. that episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was Miss Huffnagel and used yep. to drive Stephen First crazy. Um, but she, again, also has a very distinctive voice. Now, she only lasted one season. Uh, yep. Again, passed away due mm-hmm. to cancer. Um, it seems like a cursed role. Well, then we got Roz. And then you have Roz. Marshall Warfield coming yep. in as Roz Russell. Now, she, she basically lasted the rest of the Yes, she was on she the was rest there for the rest of the season. Or the show, so the sorry. The show. Um, she had actually started her career as a writer for the Richard Pryor show. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, uh, as well as she was in one of my favorite bad movies from the 80s, DC Cab. Yeah. yeah oh, come on. That's not a bad movie. That is a bad movie. That movie. No, and believe it or not, she was actually... That's a good bad movie. Yes, that's a good a bad, bad movie. movie. She also had a very small role in the uh, the share movie Mask. It was a very small yeah, role, wow. but she was in I, it. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. So yeah. Anyway... What role was that? I'm, it was I'm trying to a place her. Little, just little a little side role. I think she had like three it. or four lines. That's about it. But that's it's listed under IMDb. Huh. Mm. Okay. So now we get to the court clerks. And there was really only two. Um, the first one in the first season was an actress by the name of Karen Austin. That's right. There was a, there was a different yeah. one. In the first yeah. She season. played an actor or she played the character Lana Wagner. 
who and, they started out trying to make like a love interest. Yeah, it was kind yeah. of this Between weird will they or won't they kind yeah. of thing yeah. with Harry, and it just didn't really. That's pan right. Out. That's right. You know what? She's actually the one I was thinking of as the defender rather yeah. than that. It was her. That's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. And she, she, there was a lot more emphasis placed on her than it was in you know, the right. other woman. So, okay. And she had had several roles as well outside of that. Yeah. The, the one that I remember personally was she played John Candy's wife in a movie called Summer Rental. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. probably her biggest role left at that point. And then we have Mac. Charles Robinson yes. as Macintosh Robinson. I love how they always kind of keep a part of the same name from the original yeah. from the actor's but name. Mac was probably the heart of the show. Oh, yeah. Honestly. He was. No, you're not wrong. He, he was the he humanity. Really was. Yeah. Was I definitely mean, it was humanity. just. Yeah. You know, you saw him and his wife, Kwan Lee, and right. you know, the, the, the birth of the restaurant and all of the history with him. Well, the deal with his dad. Yeah. Or was his dad or was his grandfather? Oh, no, it was his grandfather. It was his grandfather. Was his grandfather. You know, where they had, you know, that I will never forget when they, they first brought him on there. And, you know, he, and he's back in Harry's chamber, mm-hmm. you know, and it's one of those things where he's talking and he's telling that story about how when Mac was a kid and they had gone, I think he said they had gone to church or something like that. And he came home and he had all these little pieces of paper where they'd been cutting you know, he, mm-hmm. that he had in his pocket. And he was like, he asked, he was like, why did you bring these home? And he said, because I didn't want them to be alone. You know, and it's like, it's yeah. one of those, like, he was telling us, like, he told you everything you needed to know about Mac. Yeah. You know, right there and, in one yeah, sentence, and that kind of know? stuff. But it was still, there was that, there was that tension between the two of them, you know, type, but yeah. it was still that whole, like, no, that tells you everything. This show, we'll get into it. This show had so many of those moments yes. where it's a comedy and then it was just like, break your heart, oh, yeah. you know, just like hit you right in the feels, you oh, know, and so. Yeah, I, I have one. We'll, comes, we'll, we'll one get, we'll get to, to it. Yeah, I know, that, I know. But, it's uh, uh, but the interesting thing that I found out about uh, Charles Robinson, he started off as a singer. Oh, really? And he was a part of the group, and you guys, I don't know how much you're into 50s music, but Archie Bell and the Drills. Oh, really? Tighten up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, Charles Robinson was a part of that group. Okay. And actually, there's a couple of episodes where you'll see him as part of a former singing group. Yeah, they they bring it into the story. He did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Even after this. I remember he had a reoccurring role on... um, Home improvement. Yes. Yeah, he was part of the the Benford Tools. You yep. know, all I that. think it was the, the, the president or the something. Yeah, like that. yeah. And you know, and but it was any time that I saw Mac show up, so it was always like, oh, it's Mac. I yeah. was always, oh, it's Mac. You know, yes. So, <laughs> and he's no longer with us, unfortunately. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And and this show... We're going to go through a lot of that with this show. Oh, yeah. Marky Post is no longer Marky with us. Harry Anderson is yeah. no longer with us. Well, and, and actually, when they got into the, the, the remake of it, the mm-hmm. only character, the only actor that showed back up in the remake, which we'll talk about later on, is John Larroquette. Right. right. Yeah. Now, they do tie in with other characters, but we'll get to that. Um, here's the thing that I love. I, I was going to say, because I saw just a part of one episode, and I thought I saw Roz in there. No. It wasn't her. No, okay. no, it's not Ross. No, okay. the the actress that's playing. And I I apologize. I don't have her name listed. She fits the Roz character. Okay. I, I like I said. I was passing through a room and it was on. I yeah. was like, oh, this is that. Now she that is whatever. one of the bailiffs. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. but and totally does, totally different have, character. Yeah, okay. she does have a bit of a resemblance to Marshall Warfield, okay. but not much. Anyway, now the thing that I loved about this series, aside from the fact that it was hilariously funny, they had so many. Oh my God! That person actually showed up in that series right. kind of thing. Just some of the names: Terry Kaiser, as in Bernie mm-hmm. from Weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. John Astin played Harry's mm-hmm. dad, yep. as in Gomez Adams. Right. Yeah. He showed up several times. Yes, but he's yeah. feeling much better now. Right. Right. Yeah. Jeez, um, uh, Mel Torme because of Harry course was a huge Harry loved Mel Torme. Mel Torme. Oh, yeah. yeah. And actually, Harry Anderson was a huge Mel Torme. I know. Fan. I know. The one that tripped me out, Brent Spiner. As really? in data, data, yeah. Well, he so played the re- the the hillbilly. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, as a guest star, one of the first ones to guest star yep. was Michael J. Fox. Yes, yes it's true. Michael it's J. True. Fox, Yakov Smirnoff. Yeah, yes. yes. I remember that. He one. accredits this this show as kind of really what launched his career. Yeah, because he was trying to he was trying to um, defect. Yes. In the, yeah, and that was he was yep. going through yeah. the courts to try to yeah. So. Yeah, he had a very small. He'd been in a couple of movies before yeah. that. Um, one of my favorites, Buckaroo Banzai Crusty, yeah. had they mentioned. But um, everybody take a drink. Yeah, shut up. Ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> ha, your turn. Ha 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 ha, your turn. See, he's a jerk to everybody. Yeah, I'm equal opportunity. I really am. So um, one of the other, well, actually, there's two more that I want to bring up. Daniel Fishman, which you probably, Frischman, excuse me, mm-hmm. 
probably don't recognize the name. He played uh, Dan's boss, the district attorney, Vincent Daniels. Um, he was one of the first little people that I oh, yeah, I do remember a repeated yeah. role on him. a TV series. I remember him, yeah. And he's actually been in a lot of stuff. He's a, a, he's a great actor. And mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance to just do a search and see the kind of roles that he's done, it's really impressive. Yeah. But the last one I wanted to bring up, when Dan went missing on a season, uh, I think John Larroquette was in like a, a contract dispute or something. So they, they wrote him off. But to replace him... Contract dispute or rehab? Uh, I don't know. It could be either one. Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, I forgot, I forgot he came that. on there. Yeah. It was that on was towards the nine. end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah that's season nine. Right. That's and right. It just was like. Yeah, I wasn't watching it by then. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, of the entire series. Again, like, no longer with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's true. Um, the thing that I loved about this, it, it, it was very formulaic. I mean, to a point. But to your point, Alan, it did have a lot of heart. Oh, and a ton and of it, heart. It, it loved to show that. Um, there was a bit of a reunion in uh, the series 30 Rock. There was an episode where uh, Harry Anderson, Marky Post, and Charles Robinson show up on it. And the characters of Harry and Christine actually get married on Yeah, series. I remember hearing so that. Well, you know, that's a, you would see them every once in a while pop up in something here or there. So. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing, there's the way this series was put together, like I said, it was kind of formulaic. It always started with some type of an opening gag that right. happened in the, the courtroom. Right. Usually some kind of a bad pun. And then it usually it, had nothing to do with the actual no, episode. Nothing it was just whatsoever. An it, was yeah. also, it was kind of a cold opening, and then it would immediately cut to the credits and then start the series. Okay, let's talk episode. about the credits. Yes. I love those credits. Oh, yeah. Okay. Talk about the opening credits. The opening credits. Well, the opening like, and the, the closing. The closing Yeah, but you know, the way, you know, it was that shot of the New York skyline, and yep. of course it was shot in like in a very 1980s video type I, of way. I have a question. And it was also, wasn't it drawn on? It, yes. It, yeah. It just said Night Court. Now, can well, you I'm talking about the actual, like, didn't they do like drawing? Like they, 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 they didn't really animate, but no, they, they kind of put some color. They had still the, shots to it. Because they would have like, you know, you, they would show like a, a cab driving by and you see the steam coming out of the, the manhole like and that, stuff. It was that old school HBO yes. it really opening was. credits. Yeah. Where it, but it was yeah. really cool because it was like, it really captured New York. In the 1980s. Oh, very much You know, it, yeah. Very and much just, so. Yeah. Now, so. the thing that I found so interesting about this, though, can you remember a, another TV show at all that actually the opening credits showed somebody smoking? Uh, From that era? No. I mean, I mean you probably go back to the 60s or 50s and find it. but I couldn't think of a, another one that actually had it. Yeah, because it, it had was, Selma. She had the cigarettes. Well, no, it was the, the when they were waiting for the subway, you had the couple that was sitting there laughing and the woman sitting there smoking. Oh, it's a... And it, I, the funny thing is, if you go back and watch... Well, if you go back and watch the uh, the syndicated versions of it... They, they took cut, it all out, they t- of course. They took it out of her hand, so right. she's just doing a weird hand gesture. Yeah. But, you know, it would cut I away. hate that they do that. Yeah. All right, look. I was at Dad's recently and he's been watching grit channel you know over the oh air. that's a good one yeah and it was he was watching Sorry, uh tales of wells fargo or something like that and of yeah. course they're they're transporting a native american you know whatever and at the end of it when the big fight happens one of the the, the soldiers you know it obviously used the word engine Right. You know, as uh, you know, as and people yeah. actually, and but, they bleeped and they, they took it out like every time he said it like two or three times, and they kept like taking out the stuff. And I'm like, dude, seriously, just let it go. We all recognize this was a different time. Well, and you're it, talking, you about know, something it, that was made what 60? in the 19th, late 50s, early 60s. You know, I mean, it was in black ago. and white. It's for black Christ and white. I know of the time. I know it's just kind of like the, the whole raw doll stuff and everything well, yeah. now. And, and it's I mean, like, get well, up. dude. There was a time before you were born, and things were different. And things, let's yeah. just accept hey, that and and try to do better. At this okay? point, That's it's, a, it's part of history. Right. We ought to be learning from history, you know, and we shouldn't be... No, we're, we're learning from 1984 right now. We, I mean, that's... <laughs> we shouldn't be deleting history yeah. because history... Ministry there, of Truth? Is that history, what we're talking about? Yeah, history <laughs> is there for a point, and if it offends you even better because it means you'll try to put a stop to Try to, to do better. Point. Exactly. Yeah. That's Good point. Not, so anyway. Well, speaking of being offensive, let's talk about Dan Fielding for a minute. That's one of my <laughs> Canceled favorite in a heartbeat yeah. oh, yeah. well, in the, 2023. The thing that I loved, and, and you talked about, you know, we could spend hours yeah. on each one of these characters, but Dan was one of the ones that was really unique because... He was portrayed at the very beginning as this lecherous. Yeah, he was a know, cartoon. That's what I was going to say. Money grubbing, you know. Dan Fielding was probably the first character I remember seeing in a sitcom mm-hmm. who was an unapologetic womanizer. 
that was just a sleaze ball. Yeah. That they and made no bones about that, it. That like I said, unapolog- unapologetic, and they just kind of rolled with it, and that was it. But I could be wrong. There could yeah. be, some, but that's the first one I remember seeing. Yeah. You know, I know we've seen Barney Stinson since then, and all yeah. kinds sure. of people. Sure. But it's just kind of one of those like, oh, okay. I remember as a kid watching that. Again, growing up in a Christian household, I was like, wow, this guy's not like anybody I know, right. you know? And, and but so, as this show went on, but, you saw how that changed. And, and there's one particular episode that I remember where they, they introduced, you know, Dan comes off as the, the sharp, you know, DA, but you find out that he actually comes from Mountain Folk. Right. That is played by um, Brent Spiner. Right. And yeah. his wife. Or, or, I'm sorry, not Brent Spiner. Uh, it was another actor, but they were these older couple that came in. And you find out, you know, how he was raised, that he was very poor, that he was very podunk. And then you find out that Dan's not his real first name. Kind of got the whole madman thing here. Exactly. You know, you, know, the, you yeah, get that. And I, I, I yeah. have to wonder if Mad Men took something yeah, from this series yeah. because of that. But the joke that I absolutely love that nobody picked up on, the uh, the creator of this show was a gentleman by the name of Reinhold Weech. Yep. And during the the production it's a great name this, by the oh yeah it's it's an amazing yeah, name i remember always seeing that like reinhold that's yeah that's such a horrible name but you know and, and and he even makes fun of himself on this because you find out that dan's real first name is reinhold, reinhold. right yeah, yeah, yeah and you know it's they was, have, this, was this one this was one of the ubu wasn't it no this it, was, it was a starry it? night no oh, it was a starry night okay yeah. okay the whole clap and the laugh at the end yeah. of it which everybody thought that was mel blank yeah, no it no. was reinhold Weege's dad so. it's funny how we can remember like the ubu or the um um the, the guy where he's like just the, typing and he takes it off Stephen and, j cannell yeah yes. and it, it, like and the mtm back, yeah and it comes the, up at the end where it's mm-hmm. like yeah it just you see that you hear it's like oh it takes you back to a place so because well, so. when you talk about that the first thing i think about is magnum pi yep. yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well you had that and like, sit so we sit good dog the, M- <laughs> the mtm one is the one that i love that pans over and you see the kitten just meow yeah yeah, yeah. it was I, I was in my 30s before i realized that was mary tyler moore's episode or which, mary tyler moore's company yeah which at the end of saint elsewhere they killed that kitten yes they did <laughs> yes they did oh i forgot about that the very at the very end of the credits for the last episode of saint elsewhere yeah. the kitten flatlines I had forgotten. The kitten was on life support and it flatlines. It's like, wow, you killed a kitten on national television. (laughs) About about the only thing that's close to that nowadays is that's a bad hat, Harry. Yeah. Or bad robot. Or or, um, the guy that did Three and a Half Men with all of his where he has oh, all with Chuck Lorre oh, Chuck Lorre yeah. with all the rants and yeah. that and um, uh, um, um, the show you love so much uh, Big Bang Theory and all oh those, yeah um, two they and all had those yeah, yeah they all had yeah. that stuff at the end of it anyway so well but yeah I mean and I think that was kind of nice because this is really where you got to see everybody kind of being in on the joke and you don't mm-hmm. see that very often in a lot of series and to be honest this is really the first court based TV show that was a comedy yeah. that I can remember, you know, which is just so strange. I mean, everybody's seen lawyer shows, you know, Perry Mason and, you know, all those other kinds of shows that were out back in the day. This is the first one that allowed them to kind of poke fun of each other. Matlock. Matlock. Well, yeah. Matlock came out after. Came this, out after. So. Yeah, yeah, I know, but. <sighs> Talking about Dan Fielding. Yes. Dan Dan There's Dan an Field. episode again that I remember. I can't. They thought he might have had a heart attack. Yes. And he's in, and Harry comes to see him, you know, and he's being Dan. Yeah. You know, and because yeah. I remember Harry, like, he's trying, he's trying to talk to him. Of course, Dan's just being Dan. And he's like, Harry, he's like, do you know how many women I've been with? And and Harry's kind of brush it off, but he's like, I don't know, man, your age. I, he throws some arbitrary number out there. He's like, you ever seen the sign that says over one billion served? <laughs> you know, of course, which is a joke, you know. But Harry, like, he's like, as they're talking, they have that moment where he's like, you're not scared of getting old. You're getting scared of going old alone. Yeah. And Dan, like, gives him that look and then immediately tries to, like, you know. But it's like, again, those little moments yeah. of... right. right. Well, wow, was, we're, we're, you're starting to really get into this character. Well, then you've got you know? the episode where Harry basically quits. Yes, yeah, and he goes and sh- the, the pool hall, scene. the pool hall scene. Yeah, yep. and yeah. Dan's the one who brings him back. Right. Well, right. And the one that I remember actually is the episode where Marshall Warfield's character decides that she doesn't want to be a diabetic anymore. Right. And she goes into you know a diabetic coma, right. for lack of a thing, and she's out there trying to walk and starts hallucinating. And Dan comes out there and talks to her like her father right. to bring her back right. in. And it's just that 
that that humanity right. kind of seeps yeah. out right. from him. I mean, you have all these other characters that are just oozing of humanity. Yeah. Christine is one of the most, you know... Well, public defender. Well, just... Uh, and she's know. such a goody coo-shoe. Oh, I mean, hell, God. she has smiley face hubcaps. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, she it's loves just, the royal family. I know. I mean, it's, it's just all it's into craziness, that craziness, you know? But like I, know. I said at the beginning, he, you know, he starts off as a cartoon character, and you slowly, over the he becomes the run of the season, he becomes a real boy. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I, you don't really see that kind of transition very much in other shows, especially not in comedies. No. I mean, even Barney Stinson, which, you know, right. there's been a lot of comparisons between Dan yeah, You can see it. But, you know, Barney also, I guess we're kind of, but he, he had those moments yeah. every once in a while where it's like, like when he went to San Francisco to get Lily, right. yeah. you know, and like basically said, look, either you come back to New York or else Marshall's going to find somebody and you're going to hate yourself the rest of your life right. because Marshall's a good guy and somebody will come along and snap him up. Yeah. And then it's like Marshall never heard about that for like years yeah. after the fact. He's fine. And they always had that relationship. So yeah, well, but, it's a, but I think there's, and that's a fair comparison. Right. I mean, you know, you look at these types of characters and that, I think that's kind of what made Night Court so unique is you had characters that kind of you can see where they've given birth, so to speak, mm-hmm. to other characters. I mean, you look at Harry Stone. Harry is a guy that used humor and magic and stuff right. like that, but he was also kind. He right. also tried to find, you know, the reasonability in people to the point where it made Dan sick. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yeah. It, it, it really just... Well, Dan was your typical DA. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's I mean, looking he's, for the numbers. He's yeah, exactly. Run, he know? wants to get his count up, blah, blah, blah. And that was usually a lot of... Well, Not the main, the main, you know, he, he case was, that they would have, but usually the ones in the beginning was, was they were cutting some kind of plea deal. Yeah, that was almost always what it was. Well, he was know? also was like, using his position to try to get a higher position. Right, right, right. And I go back to the episode where he's running for councilman. Yes, and he loses to a dead guy. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, there's, there's one character that we haven't talked about yet, and I got to remember to bring him up. Mm. Can we talk about Phil for a second? See the janitor. No, Phil was Dan's lackey. That was the homeless guy that was always following him around, doing everything. Thing. And then when Phil died, he left him with just a That's shit right. ton of money. Yeah, and he formed the Phil Foundation. Right. I oh, I had forgotten Phil. about that. I what, love Phil. What was the janitor's name? Oh, or, you know, Art. Or, no, he wasn't Art. janitor. He was a handy. He was, he, 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 he was the maintenance. The, guy. He was a maintenance guy. Yeah. yeah. Because he would he would pop in from every every few episodes, yep. and some hilarity would would ensue. You know, it's a. Yeah. I can only really think of one or two episodes that were really art centric, mm-hmm. and that sounds so weird know, to say that. Uh, there was one where he asked Christine out for a date. Yes. And it was like some kind of a, a talent show thing and she got up and played piano and everybody was bored. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it, we started talking about individual episodes. Yeah. Uh, probably the episode I remember the most Christine-wise, mm-hmm. Christine yes. and Roz, where she went oh, out with Roz. Drunk. And, and yeah. yeah. And they went to, it was like a Chippendales place or something. It's the place yeah. where Roz went all the time. And they're sitting there drinking these big drinks that have like all this, you know, yeah, fruit, fruit and all this kind of stuff. Standard and, red and, drink. And she's just like blitzed. Dancing on the tables and blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, Roz is like, yeah, those drinks don't have any alcohol in them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what? He's like, yeah, you acted like that because you wanted to act like that. <laughs> well... You, I mean, you had those types of things where they, they really started to connect as individuals. And, you know, like I said, I loved Harry Stone. I thought that was one of my favorite characters on television. I loved Dan Fielding. Mm-hmm. He just was like nothing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Christine was so annoying. It got under your skin and it, it made you like her that much more. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. Well, you know, to a point. I I had the biggest crush on Marky Post back then. Rightfully so. But I hated Christine. Yeah. That that character was just too good. Yeah. He's, Goody two shoes. For she me. was so was annoying. Like, she made you root for Dan. Well, yeah, that was yeah, kind of sometimes. the point. Oh. There was an episode okay. where they had a backlog of cases. Oh, where they had, they to, had get to get them, them all cases. in by midnight. Yes. And what was funny is that one of the one of the guys that came up there had um, he have a stutter or something. And like, oh, or he couldn't he get all he could get his words out very slow. So Dan wanted to get out of there because he had a date yeah. with this woman again, typical Dan, whatever. And so it came down to like they're within a minute of midnight, and yes, there is a the g- entire brief. there's there's 
but there was one guy. They they got it all in, but there was one case that was still pending. Yep. And the guy found out what was going on, and he was refusing to um, to cooperate. He was sitting in the gal. In well, the no, he, it wasn't that he was refusing to cooperate. He wanted to speak on his own behalf. Well, no, no, no. This is a different guy. It wasn't that guy? It was oh, okay. a different guy. He knew what was going on, and he was like, "Look, mm-hmm. all I got to do is outweigh you guys." And so Dan, because he wants to get out to go to the get on this date. Yeah. Does speed reading like you would never? I mean, just Goes like an blah, 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 blah. and like they have the time clock, yep. you know, and he gets it done just before midnight. Harry hits the thing and they get the thing, whatever. And then he goes over to his day. He's like, Come on, let's go. And she's sitting with the slow guy. She goes, No, I decided I want a man who can take his time. Do you remember who that <laughs> Okay. Now, do you remember who the actress was? It, uh, I know I should know this. It was Terry Hatcher. That's right. That's right. That's oh, a very yeah. early Terry Hatcher. Yes. Right. Yeah. She showed up several times in yeah. that series, um, you know, playing bit parts and stuff like that. But that's the thing that I loved about this uh, the show is that, you know, it incorporated the main cast as well as the assist, right. you know, the, the, the additional cast so well. And can we take a minute and, and talk about... And the peanut gallery. Oh, yeah. All oh, yeah. the oh, characters. Always actors, all the characters. Gallery. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah. I mean... Just, the, you remember when, when Bull had the little brother? He was big brother's big yep. sister. And come to find out, she was at, her name was Stella, mm-hmm. uh, but she was actually a girl, yeah. you know. <laughs> and he does the whole scene from Streetcar Stella! Named so can we talk about I'll both tell you for a what's minute? the funniest right, line ahead. I remember from that episode wherever he's like all distraught and they're like you can still do all the same stuff that you know of course she said her name was Andy that's what yeah. it was and he was like you know we were gonna blah, blah, blah. yeah he's going through all this stuff and Christine's like it's okay you can still do that stuff he goes we were gonna write our names in the snow and she's like all right well maybe that one's a little different more difficult this is a series that was not afraid <laughs> they were not afraid of dick jokes none you know, whatsoever one of my <laughs> one of my favorite scenes from an episode harry is like making out with this woman in between um sessions in his office and they're stripping down naked and all this other kind of stuff and you know doing wild stuff like throwing the clothes out the window right right and um someone knocks at the door and he's like, who could that be? And he goes, I certainly hope it's not my husband. Your husband? Yeah, and then I'm... you look over to, to Mel Torme, and he's got the wide eye. Right. <laughs> so he jumps out the window and is hiding. And he's supposedly naked from the waist down, right? So it turns out it was Dan coming in there to use Harry's office for the same purpose. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, he strips down and is, is, you know, going at it. And someone interrupts them. He jumps out the window to hide with him. Doesn't know Harry's out there. Sees Harry, and Harry's out there with his arm folded, looking at him, just like you're uh, you're caught, buddy. And he looks, goes, "Hi, Harry." Looks down at his package and goes, "So what's up?" <laughs> I mean, it's it's a simple dick joke. Yeah, I know, but it was a funny but dick joke. Nineteen eighties, you know? NBC, yeah, prime time sitcom. Yes, that was that, that was, was pretty bold. That <laughs> no was pun intended. Huge, <laughs> yeah, so to speak. Why well, I remember there was an episode where Harry was dating a new woman. Yep. And, um, oh, is this the one where she turned out to be a porn star? Yes. Yeah. And it was one of those things where there was a fight at the porn awards because she had won, uh, she had won best scene or something like, like that. And the other woman had attacked her because she, or, or there, there, there was a, there was a uh, altercation because they said that she, because she didn't do the audio on the, yes. the scene. And it's one of those things where like, and Harry didn't know until like, Mm-hmm. she's like hi Harry you know and it's like uh and then Dan's like that's where I know you from <laughs> well and the best part was the waiter coming by at that point saying cocktail I know me. I yep. know <laughs> and not all the jokes were necessarily body there were some that were just yeah, ridiculously there were a lot stupid of well, there was one episode where, where he got his hand stuck to his head yes and he was trying to get someone to actually feed him a, a, a an hors d'oeuvre mm. and he looks at him and says uh yeah can you get that one no, no, the other one. Just kind of smush it down and stick it in my mouth. Well, the minute that they smush it down, keep in mind, his fingers are stuck to his head for reasons. Right. But they completely break the thing. And he looks and he goes, you blitz my Ritz. You cracked my snack. You put a dento in my pimento. I mean, I'm just, just dying at this, you know? There was an episode where they had a, or there was a, he was a rock star or something that was in there with oh, yeah, his yeah, handler. Yeah. And, you know, he was, again, they're in Harry's chambers. And the handler was played by Stuart Pankin. Yes. I remember this. And they were going through, and he was talking about all the stuff he didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you know, I didn't, he's like, I didn't get to go to my dad's funeral. Yeah. You know, and he goes, 
you know, he was, I didn't get to go to my high school reunion. And, and then the, the handler was like, well, do you know how many diseases there are in a high school gym? Yeah. <laughs> and, and Roz is, or not Roz, uh, it was Selma was still in this. And she yep. goes, yeah. And most of them are named after me. But this is what, the, I mean, but this, yeah, there were that kind of stuff that was just like all these, yeah. you know, just the, rapid fire you yeah. know, moment. Jo- you know, and some of them jokes. were funny and some of them weren't, you well, know, I mean, true, was, but I mean, I will say they had a whole lot more hits than they had misses. Right. And I have a feeling, you know, I, I genuinely believe that if you didn't have night court, you wouldn't have had shows that had the longevity of things like cheers or you wouldn't well, have, that came after cheers. Well, they both started around the same time, but this cheers lasted longer and they started pulling the jokes. Yeah. But and, I, you know, I think when did, Night Court, come on, it was just eighty. Night Court started in eighty two. Cheers started in eighty one. Eighty one, yeah, because yeah. that was the whole. He was a reoccurring character. Yeah, the and hat then he, was and the, then he went yep. to, the, and he didn't come back. He and came back, but not as much. And there's so. a fan theory that says that they are in the same same universe. universe I know, so, so, yeah. But um, the without these types of shows, you don't get How I Met Your Mother. Right. You don't. You get, don't get a lot of shows. Yeah, you don't I mean, get a lot of these know. ones that really push the boundaries as far as what they could say on television mm-hmm. and get away with it and laugh about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the, the, the Dan Fielding jokes okay. alone okay. were so oh, worth Fielding it. stuff. I remember there was the one where uh, he was supposed, he was, something happened. There was some woman that like got him all worked up and then left or something. Oh yeah. And then he goes, you see him like walk in the hallway and he goes over and he breaks the, the fire hose. Yes. And he pulls it out and he goes into a room and that's when you see the maintenance guy and he's like, oh yeah, we're, we're putting a, so many there's pounds a, of pressure through, through, yeah, we're trying to figure out where it is. So we're putting pounds of, uh, so many pounds of pressure through the, through the thing. Through the line. And you hear an explosion and Dan comes out and his, his clothes are all tattered and everything. And it's just like. Looks at the guy <laughs> next to got a cigarette. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they the, the the sex comedy was great. In it was it, everywhere, but it, it was everywhere. It wasn't the only thing. About no, it was. I mean, there were so many well, other. You know, you right. talked about Mac's wife. Yes. Okay. Quan Lee. Quan Lee. That relationship. You mm-hmm. know, them starting off, they meet and they're dating and then well, they get the married. The whole thing was he met her when she was when he was in Vietnam. Right. And, and then, you know, she came back to visit him, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" Right. And, and they they took off from there. Right. And and it was but. You watch, oh that whole, again. Yeah. Her that character, yeah. All the heart that Matt Mac had, mm-hmm. she just added to yes, it. You know, and it was so. like, no, no, no. This is a great. This is a great couple. Very this is a so. great couple right here. You know, just yeah. watch them. You know. All right, we've been talking about the old show. You want to go into the new one? Do we have to? Now we've got to talk about the new show and whether it's going to. Is this a rehashing of an old show because Hollywood is completely out of ideas? So, or are they actually going to make it something worth watching? So, I will say this: I've watched quite a few episodes, seen three episodes, and and there's moments of it that I can kind of get the feel. It feels very heavy-handed to me. It does, but I do like the fact that they're playing off of the same type of. Let me ask a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Like I said, I didn't watch the last couple seasons of it. Did Harry and Christine ever get together? That's the big question mark. Because that was always the will they, won't they, you know. And there was one where, where you know, they kind of hinted at this, that, whatever. And there was that episode where Harry quit. Yeah. And he made that. He's he's like yeah, he's like yeah, you know, all the stuff I can do, blah blah blah. And he's like, and I can finally get you on the couch. Right. And it was kind of a uh, you know, and. She was into it, you yeah. know. It was like, yeah, you know, you know the so the, the public defender and and you know I can't be sleeping with the the judge, the judge, you know that kind of stuff. But they always danced around it, like yes. it was there, but you know, so so and and it gets kind of explained in the new series. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, okay. So in the new series, as I mentioned, there, there's kind of a rebirthing of it. Um, the only character that really carried through on it was Dan Fielding. Dan, um, the new. Judge is played by Melissa Roush, okay. who's from the Big Bang yeah, Theory. Yeah, no. right. And she plays Abby Stone, Harry's daughter. Who, by the way, is not named Abigail Stone. It's Abby. It's, it's Abby. It's Abercadabra. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Abercadabra that makes Stone. perfect sense for Harry. <laughs> and, you know, it's the whole, she comes in as truly Sister Mary Sunshine mm-hmm. and is trying to see the good and everything. And, and the interesting thing about it is when they bring Dan back into it, he's not a prosecutor. He's now the public defender. No, no, no. He is not the public defender. He is a processor. Processor, excuse me. He's the one walking around going, you've been served. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, That's perfect for Dan off. Fielding. Yeah. That is perfect for Dan Fielding. And so. it was the whole idea of you see 
in the first couple of episodes, you know, she convinces him to come back as a public defender. Okay. Which was kind of the opposites of what he was yeah. usually oh, doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because he now was he's so, in the Christine role. Exactly. <laughs> and fighting tooth and nail. Oh, yeah. I imagine that Dan Fielding would be the person you would want to be your public defender. Oh, God. I yes. mean, that is, he, he was on the other side. He knows how to work this thing, you know, and, and go to that's, bat for you. That's, I mean, that's actually kind of of the three episodes I've seen, that's the whole point is he has no idea how to be a public defender. <laughs> He's actually <laughs> prosecuting his own clients. <laughs> he doesn't know how to be nice, you know? Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting how they tied into the old show. Yeah. Because you find out that that Dan, once he, he you know, once Night Court ended, right. he, he left, something happened, he left, he met a woman, he fell in love, and she died. Mm. Are we sure she died? Well, that's the, that's what he's saying. Thinks she just is that him. is that is that past the third episode that that gets yeah. into that mm-hmm. okay, and they they get into the whole exposure of his life going completely to shit. So mm-hmm. he decided to become the processor so that he could still get that same kind of rush that he was getting beforehand, but he was hands off. It was the minimal amount of effort he had to put forth. Of course, mm-hmm. and then you know the whole thing with Abby convincing him to come back and all this other kind of stuff. So you have that tie in, and then there's a lot of conversations through the series of Dan and Abby talking about Harry mm-hmm. and talking about what he loved and what he hated and what was so annoying and what you know the traits that she shows versus what he did. Right. And, you know, basically, it's that whole connecting to your father type thing. And is it ham-fisted from time to time? Yes. Oh, it it's is. very heavy-handed, you know, the episodes that I've seen. It's, it's It has that tendency to go, you know, a little too far with it. We're know. trying really, really hard to make this show as good as the first one. Right. And the mix success. You know, sometimes it's very good, and it, it, it you get a tear swelling, and then mm-hmm. there's other times that you're just like, Dude, I saw this coming from a mile off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the other characters that they've introduced, it's um, a, the prosecutor is, I guess she's just kind of like neurotic. <laughs> well, she's also a ladder climber. Yeah, very much so. Very yeah, much so was Dan. Yeah. I mean, that was. It, it's that whole, you know, I'm breaking the glass ceiling. I'm, oh, trying, what's I'm, that? I'm trying to get my it numbers well. up so yeah, I can yeah, get the heck out of here yeah. and move into the next yeah. position. The new clerk is just kind of, honestly, he's not, there's not a whole lot to him that I've seen. No, he's know? paper thin. Yeah. It's, it's just, he's there for, you know, occasional comic relief kind of thing. And then there's the new bailiff. Now, she. I have never met someone or seen someone that was so happy and content with their job okay. that that's become everything that represents her. And that's so far what she is. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's, there's a, she does have some comedic chops, you know, some of it's pretty funny. There are moments that it's just like, okay, you're not Richard Mall. You're not Selma Diamond. Quit trying to be. But Bull know. comes back at some point, right? And he's supposed to be on the show. I haven't seen all the season yet. I, so. I had heard something about Richard Mole was coming back for at least an episode. I, and know, I have like, no doubt that they'll probably bring him back in. They may bring Charles Robinson back in. No, know. Charles Robinson oh, so Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was somebody else that was supposed to be brought in. Maybe it was Marshall Warfield. I don't remember. But um, I don't know if I necessarily would want that. I like the idea that they're building this whole new storyline with just one connection. It's... You know? Like we talked about in our previous about watching that '90s show, right? I, you know, I I get that they're trying to do the next, yeah, the next generation, the next generation, of this, yeah. and that's all well and good. But I don't want to see the old generation come in and not interact with each other. You know, that's kind of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, you know, with that, I don't want to see that whole thing where it's like, oh, look, here. because so many times we've seen that in shows where it's like, okay, this is the continuation of it, and you literally get like. Hey, hey, kids! Look, it's whichever former actor that was on. Hey, the kids! Show. It's Mark Hamill. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> hey, kids! It's Krusty. Exactly. You know that kind of stuff where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. They got him to come in for a couple hours to yeah. to do this one scene, and then they're off again. You know, it just well, and and I could understand you know arguments either way on that as far as you know. Sometimes the actors don't want to come back, right? You know, like, and no, they, I did that. I don't want to. You know, exactly. You know, like, I don't want to rehash that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I like the idea of how they're going with this. Of you know. The, the, the new judge is trying to live up to her dad's Get it. standards yeah, and stuff sense. like that. And she is Sister Mary Sunshine. I mean... So she's like I her lo- mom. So I like loved that. Melissa. Well, but that's the other thing. We okay, don't know so who the mom is. You asked, uh, actually, that gets discovered, and I'll spoil it for you. Go ahead. Um, so okay, spoiler alert. The common belief was that Abby was Harry and Christine's daughter. Right. 
that is disproved in one of the more recent episodes where you find out that Harry and Christine did get together okay. and then separated and Abby's mom was actually somebody that was being prosecuted in the court. Okay. okay. So All right. there's, there's a little bit of, you know, will they or won't they kind of thing, but kind of describes it and kind of doesn't. And the funny thing is the actress that plays um, Christine's mom, or sorry, Abby's mom is the same one that was in Murphy Brown. Oh, Faith. Faith uh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, you know, that's funny because the episode I saw, the, the very end of it, yeah. she was at the very, or, you know, whatever, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Faith. Um, I can't think of her last name. She played Corky on yes. Murphy Brown. But if you think about it. And she was on Hope and Faith. And when you see what she looks like compared to Abby, mm-hmm. they easily, yeah, I could, easily it, yeah. could play mother and daughter. Yeah. You know, compared to Marky Post, who the only thing that they really had going together on that was their height. Because Melissa Roush is a very tiny woman. Yes. Yes. Is she so. still doing the voice? Uh, no. No, no. She's <laughs> using her actual real okay. voice. Bernadette. She's not she doing the Bernadette not voice. Bernadette, you know. But uh, she's yeah. actually talked about that voice has done some damage to her vocal Faith board. Ford. That's Faith her, Ford. Yeah, that's I mean, I believe. I would imagine it would, honestly. Yeah. That yeah. Is, uh, Especially well, it's when just you like, have to do that screaming just thing like, where it's Howard's mother. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just like, <laughs> what's her name on uh, Will and Grace? Karen? Yes. That's not her voice. No, like no. anytime you ever hear her, it's like, oh, okay, that's not what Megan she really Mullally. sounds like. Yes, yeah, like that's not what she actually sounds like. Thank God. Yeah. Uh Fran Dreiser, same thing. Yep. Like yeah. she did she's got a unique voice, but nothing like on the nanny. Well, you know, that I was mean, a whole actually, other thing. Well, that would, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. It is so weird, weird to hear him when in his yeah. normal voice. It just oh my Well, God. he used to have and I don't know if there's still not as the episodes Affleck of it. Duck. But uh, he had a, a podcast called Gilbert Godfrey's right. Amazing Colossal right. Podcast, and you'd hear him just talk normally on this. Well, it's, it's like so you know the, the season that he did on SNL. Yes, if you see clips from that. Yeah. it's like weird. Yeah, it's well, voice. Um, yeah. the guy from Police Academy, Bobcat Goldblum. Bobcat, yeah, I know Goldblum. he doesn't have that voice. He's, ah, he doesn't do all that. No, stuff he doesn't normally. do it yeah, anymore either. It's really normal, you know. And yeah, I know it's just it's 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 kind of strange. So, but yeah, I don't think there's ever going to be another show that's really going to encompass the way that Night Court did. Mm-hmm. Just from the humor factor, the the genuineness, the the heart that it would show out on this. As I said, it's one of my absolute favorite shows of all time. I will go back and watch any episode at any given moment in time on this, and I really hope that the new series is going to find its legs and be able to develop some of those moments and not kind of force feed it down our throats. We'll you see. Know? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, you know, I'm playing Christine. I'm keeping hope, you know, <laughs> I will be honest. I'll probably never watch a full episode of this new thing, mainly because, and, and it's not necessarily because again, there have been so many revivals or continuations or whatever retelling yeah or you know reimagining you know or, or whatever you know the next generations of, of whatever yeah. in the last right i don't know what 10 years or so you hey know? hollywood get a new idea and sometimes they work sometimes and then sometimes you get heroes and Ooh. you know where Ouch. it was like hey a show that nobody wanted to see continue when it was on the air why would you want to see it seven years seven eight years later or whatever you know yeah. whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, but you know you get that first season of the revived X Files, which was good, yeah. and then you get the second season, which was really not good, well, you know, yeah. or, or whatever. There, there's any number then that '90s show, yeah. um, uh, Will and Grace, was actually really good when it came back yeah. in the beginning. No, yeah. in the beginning, I thought it was funny, and then it was like, all right, I've had enough of this. Well, but the um, thing about Night Court is it never actually had a series. Roseanne, yeah, you it, know, the Connors, you yeah. know, whatever it, it is. It never it's had a, a series finale. It was never given that opportunity right. to have a series finale. And I think that that really, for a lot of the fans of the show, that kind of always left a bitter taste in your mouth because mm-hmm. you want to know what happened with these people. You right. know, that the, well, there's a lot of shows that you true, never get a true ending. Not many shows Married that with children. nine seasons, though. Chuck. You know? Chuck got an ending. Not really. I know it's not the ending you wanted, but it got it got the ending. Well, but again, you know? we're and talking we'll talk about, about that when we do the Chuck episode. You know, you're because talking there's a about lot a show that to. lasted nine friggin' seasons I know. in a primetime slot. Right. You know, to not give it that end is just cruel. Well, like I said, married with children. Yeah. It was and, either and again, eight it's, or nine it's, seasons. It's and, criminal. And you know? it literally it was one of those things. They were not told they were canceled till after they'd filmed the fi- the season finale. Right. And then they came out, oh yeah, by the way. And Fox did it on purpose because the, the new people that were in charge wanted that show gone. Yeah. They didn't care anything. It's like, hey, you know, that show made your 
fucking channel. Well, you know, this is... <laughs> and, then, and then you get shows that just the opposite happened to, like King of the Hill, where they did a series finale, and then they said, oh, wait, three no, different times. we got three more episodes you got to do. You know, I was like, well, shit, what do we do now? Yeah. But, um, yeah. There were multiple series finales of that show. Yes. Um, I mean, like multiple ones yeah. where like, oh, we're not coming back. Oh, we got renewed. Okay, well, then we'll just well, go and do I think this that was next interesting. thing. If you, you go know? back and watch King, uh, I'm sorry, King of the Hill, if you go back and watch Night Court and watch the season finales of them, you right. can always see where each one of those season finales could have very easily right. been the series finale. You know, the way that they filmed it, the way that they shot it, the way that they wrote it. Again, it, going back to How I Met Your Mother. Yep. There was, I think it was season six or something like that. That that one went nine seasons. Went went two seasons too long, especially one season too long. Um, but I think it was season six that ended. Like I remember, like watching it and being like, "Is that it? Is that it?" Yeah. Because of the way it ends, like, "Oh no, that that would be the perfect ending to this show." And then they got picked up, and you know, they had they basically had to like, okay, and now we're just going to continue this, you know, on forever. Well, there's been plenty of those. There's been plenty of those shows. Right. Were um, the last three episodes or the last three seasons called After I Met Your Mother? <laughs> no. Nice. You didn't watch that show, did you? No, well, not really. Okay. So let me ask you, just to kind of... We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of wrap you, up. You talk about a show that I loved and then wound up hating at the end of it. Oh, so yeah. it was oh, just... Yeah. <laughs> I have seen episodes of How I Met Your Mother, Man. but they're all pretty much standalone. You know, that's... I'll bring you a blue French horn. Okay? Yeah, exactly. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Don't even get me started. I have, I've, don't even get me started. Hey, you know what? A, a great episode of this would be... Mm. Series finales that sucked. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, just do we really want to start on the Seinfeld one? Anyway, um, <laughs> I would probably defend a couple of them that most people would bring in here, but then I would hate some of the other people. Like, no, that was a great finale. So okay. and, actually, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, we may do. We'll that. talk about it. But just to kind of summarize, <laughs> Dave's already upset. <laughs> Dave, let me ask you. Okay, because I, I know you you have kind of mixed feelings on this show. On I do the new ones. Um, what is your you know final thoughts on the old series? Is it something rewatchable? I, is it you know? I like the old series. Yeah. Uh, if it was, if I'm just flipping through the channels, there's not really anything else on. I would right. probably stop and watch an episode or two of it. Okay. I've tried because I knew this ep- this episode was coming. I tried right. to go back and start over and start watching it to see if I could you know rekindle you know, mm-hmm. the love that I had for the show when I was watching it. And for me, it didn't really hold up real well. Okay. I mean, it's still an okay show. It it There's a reason why it went as many seasons as it did. Right. I mean, it obviously... Oh, it was a ratings juggernaut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really it really was. was. I mean, it, it held well, up. It was on Thursdays, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it, it was, was right, that, cause it was right after the Cosby show. Right. Yeah, that's and right. And it had the prime yeah, slot exactly, for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was... It, and it was partially... And I hate to say this. I think it did as well because it was partially tent-polled by the Cosby show. Well, it's, it was, yeah. was tentpole by the Cosby Show and Cheers. Yeah, that's You're right. Talking about both two of, them of the were biggest, they on either side of it? Um, I, I want to say it was Cheers didn't start off on Thursday night, but it wound up there. Yeah. So and I can't remember if it was Night Court then Cheers or Cheers then Night Court. I can't remember, but they were all on the same night. But they right. You you were there for the Cosby Show, and you kind of hung around for the others. Right. It was it was a decent enough show that you did hang around, but you always hung around for L.A. Law after the fact. Oh yeah, oh. at nine, gotta see, some, <laughs> gotta see some Lenny, man. But right. I mean, it's it's another R.I.P. It's a solid show. <laughs> if yeah. if Mash is on the channel next to it, I'm probably going to Mash. Okay, yeah. all right. Night oh. Court is. I have not seen an episode of Night Court probably since mid '90s somewhere. Okay. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact that it just hasn't played anywhere for well, a while. It was, in and even when it was, while, it was in syndication for a while. And when it was in syndication, it seems like it was on A and E for a while, if I'm not mistaken. That like sounds a right. while, like a long yeah. time yeah. ago, maybe even in the early 2000s. And it was one of those shows that, like, flipping through the station, and I would stop on it every time. I was like, oh, this is Night Court. What yeah. episode is this? And I would usually stay there four or five minutes, right. and then flip on flip to whatever else because. Of its time, very yeah. much. Um, we talked a little bit about the theme, yes. you know, that sax yeah. and everything. I can still hear it in my head. Oh yeah, I, I can hear it. In, I can I can hum hum along to it with no well, problems. That you know? that bass intro on it. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of reminded me a lot of the Barney Miller. Yeah, you know, it had again it had yes, the bass exactly. at the very beginning of it. You know, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, and so it's one of those things that again. 
it hits a certain part of my brain, the nostalgia part of my brain, whenever I hear that or, or see pictures of them or catch a clip or something like that. But it's not enough to go back and be like, I should revisit this show. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. and that's kind of like when they, uh, several years ago, when they announced that they were going to work on a new version. reboot of it or right. whatever. And I was like, do we really need that? And of course, all the cast members that are no longer with us. Right. I'm like, I don't want, I mean, yeah, you bring back Dan Fielding. I'm good with Don, John Larroquette, whatever. But the character of Dan Fielding, I'm like, no, no, no. That is the perfect character if Mac's not around any longer. To bring right. To bring this back as a, right. you know. Um, but it's not, it has not been enough. And again, I love Melissa Roush. You yeah. know, uh, I've seen her in other stuff besides Big Bang Theory. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah, but it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, eh. it's just not, it, there's not, a, that that show at a time in my life, I really loved. Mm-hmm. I not at that time of my life any longer. Okay. You know, that's fair. Uh, now, and I, you know, and they may have done something good to update it. I don't know. Like I said, I only caught just a few, a couple of minutes of one of this new things. I was like, eh, all right, now, know, whatever. So I will say this, we're, we're a Roco household at my house. I, same here. So, um, I did find night court on the free V app, right? F R E E V. That's used to be IMDb, IMDb TV. Is that what it is? That's what it is. It's evidently owned by Amazon or something, but I found it on free V. Um, I've been able to watch, you know, a lot of episodes on it. If mm-hmm. you want to go over and check it out yourself, that's a play. If you're a Roku house, that's right. where you can go. Well, it's available it. anywhere. Yeah, you I mean, can download like, it on yeah, Amazon Fire. Yeah, you can get it on, you can get it on your phone. Well, I tried to download it on my phone and they wanted me to sign up for Amazon. There's no way in really? the world I yeah, was going to no, do that no. ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still, although I, I deliver for Amazon, I do not use their products. Well, <laughs> I'll say this much. I, <laughs> I loved this show when it came out. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was that, I, to your point, there's a lot of nostalgia that's tied to it. And I think it mm-hmm. hit us all around the same age to where it was the yeah. first time that we were allowed to see Dirty Joke. You said that TV. was, what, 83 when it came on the air? Uh, so, yeah, I would have been nine. 83. Yeah, I would have been nine. You yeah. know, and, and as, like I said, I didn't really watch that first season. I would catch that first season from time to time when I walked through and my parents were watching it. Right. Yeah. It was... It was, it was, it was when Christine came on and I guess it was yeah. in the third season. So that would have been like what, 85. So yeah, I'm like 11 or I'm, um, yeah, 11 years old at that 11, 12 years old. And it's like, no, no, no this show's good. I like this. And you're this allowed show to, you're yeah, allowed exactly. to get in on the dirty jokes. Yeah. You and you, you didn't understand all of them at the time, but as through my young teen years, especially I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. This is funny. This is funny. Okay. You know, and, I and was, it was, there was that little bit of, of dirty joke, you know, yeah. that, that naughty to it to where as a young teenager I found it wonderful to in watch. the 80s especially yeah, exactly you know, you know? And, yeah. and I think that you know if you go back to it with those eyes it's definitely rewatchable right I'd say about 70 75 percent of the the show holds up that other 25 percent is a bit cringy is a bit dated is a bit you know falls flat yeah but I get it I get honestly, it. honestly compared to other shows that are on television right now I will happily go back and watch this one I just thought of another episode another uh, scene is the very end of the show right. of an episode that like I still can like see in my mind and it still makes me chuckle Harry was dating a woman that was a punk musician oh yes. that was that was first season is it first season okay it was like something black yeah something so like of course you know she has to leave at the end because of all the craziness mm. and everything he never heard her music and at the very end of it he goes over to the record player and puts it, it on and it's all this, snap his he's fingers. trying to snap his finger and it's all this is like ah! it's, so, it's just like so perfect for the guy that loves mel torme of oh, like, yeah. well um, she also loved mel torme yeah that was and he's part just of- like yep Trying to trying to snap along to it, just this look of like blank stare on his face, like what in the hell? <laughs> well, for all of our listeners, if you remember this show, it, you know definitely reach out to us on Discord. Let us know what your memories are of it. If you feel that it still holds up, if you feel that it needs to just kind of go back in the pantheon and be a time ple- you know, mm-hmm. time capsule, okay, that's fair. But you know, I'm really kind of curious. And if you've watched the new series, you know, let us Again, know what you think of the new a series. Very you know? Gen X show. Oh yeah, very yeah, much. Like so. Right in the middle of it. Like, very much go, so. You know, you know, and and yeah, yeah. I, I I realize these guys have their their points of view, but I will always hold it in high regard. Yes, sir. Because I like sorry, I said, sorry we didn't love it as much as you did. To this I, day, I still refer to him as Dan Dan Fielding. So, yeah. it, it, uh, you know, it's again, it's one of the I I can very vividly recall moments from the show. 
Yeah. Hi, know? I'm Harry, but aren't we all? Yeah. You know, you know those kind of jokes, you know? Oh, just yeah. stuff that just like is stuck in my brain all, yeah. like 40 years later. Absolutely. You know? And, it's just and like, to me, wow. that's, and, that is the sign of something that is worth preserving. If it's stuck in your head for that friggin' mm-hmm. long and it's these little one-liner jokes or these one little throwaway things, but you still can vividly remember watching Dan pulling, yeah. you know, Roz down and telling, you know, I'll get you, you know, two scoops of ice cream kind of thing. Or, you know, the 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 whole thing where the where he his plane crashed in the the Arctic and yeah, yeah. taken in by the Inuits. Right. Having to perform surgery well, on the girl, you know. You know, there was the whole like when Christine was you know, we had determined that, you know, they had determined that she loved the the royal family and yes. everything. And she was talking about like her her collectible plates of the royals oh and all God, that kind of I stuff and they said whatever it was you know she was a whatever they call people who were it's not just an anglophile it's called something specific whatever right. the whatever and bulls like i thought that was i thought that was the name for people who were big fans of of joanne War, uh, warley and then roz is like no they're called warley birds <laughs> That's, it's just like nice. those stupid jokes i know 40 35 years later it's still stuck in my brain and it's just like you say night court and that immediately pops in my head you know just like oh my god i still remember so, put a dental in my pimento yeah I mean, that's just, still one of my favorite <laughs> lines you know <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's our episode on Night Court. Um, tell us, like, like Barry said, tell us about it in our Discord. All of our stuff is in the show notes. You can find us on social media when we actually bother to look at it. And I blame uh, Alan. I, we're Gen X. We don't care. That's all. Uh, that's so all. It's, it's like, whatever. Uh, and uh, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, tell us what your thoughts about night court i mean i'm sure if you're watching the new show tell us yeah if you like it that's cool let me know why i'm wrong for not watching it or why (laughs) i'm right for not watching it for that matter um but uh yeah we will be back next time with another we might matter of fact we don't know what it's going to be at this point but it'll be a surprise to all of us (laughs) it'll be a surprise whether or not i'm back or not there Uh you go so uh for the project gen x podcast i am alan smith i'm the other guy big dave and i'm barry and we will see you next time see (laughs) you